Come as you are, as you are, as I want you to be, as a friend, as a friend, as an old enemy. Take your time. Hurry up. Choice is yours. Don't be late. Take a rest as a friend, as an old. Come thousand mud, soak in bleach, as I want you to be, as a friend, as a friend, as an old. And I swear that I don't have a gun. No, I don't have a gun. The lyrics of Come As You Are, the great Kurt Cobain, Nirvana, the album, Never Mind, the year 1991. Welcome to Tales from the Abyss, the most unfiltered, unselfish, unapologetic, unpretentious, the greatest celebration of freedom of speech in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Tell him, Jay. All right, folks, it's that time again, and guess what? We are back. That's right, Tales from the Abyss. I am Jay Linderman, along with my good friend and co-host, Mr. Pat Rojo. And tonight, for our return, sorry, folks, life happens, life gets in the way, but we are talking about the Cannon Group. That's right, the infamous 1980s producers who put out so much crap that they're actually very loved for it. And tonight, we have two movies from the Cannon Group that we're going to discuss. And actually, they both have quite a cult following, as a matter of fact. But with that, my friend, I'm going to toss it over to you. Why don't you tell the people what we're talking about tonight? Jay, we're going to be talking about Over the Top and Masters of the Universe, but I can't go on the show without saying that uh, I spent a week sick as a dog because I went and mowed the lawn without a mask on, and it was covered with uh, with all kinds of allergens, and uh, I was so sick, and I released an episode, part two, before the part one of the Friday the 13th. Now they're both out there. Oh, man. That was a terrible week. I had a fever. I was I was in bad shape that week. I hear you, man. Hey, the week before that, I had something. I was throwing up for a couple of days, so I guess oh, the bug was going around. Man, I wish I was throwing up, but no, I had a congested nose, allergies. Uh, I mean, it gave me a nasal infection with a fever. I even dream on one occasion that some people in a Burgundy Buick were trying to steal and kidnap my cat. <laughs> <laughs> you really were sick. Man. Yeah, I was very sick that week. It was it was delirious. It was be- real bad, and I was also at the same time working my second to last week in my job. Okay. Um, I can't give the name because I don't. I'm not entitled to. I mean, I wasn't fired. I gave my two week notice and, and left because I'm working somewhere else now. And um, yeah, so it was a real rough two weeks there for me, and I messed up, and I got to apologize to our listeners and to the the co-hosts and the other. Uh, guest host at the time, Sid Henson, and yeah, move on from that, and hopefully I won't mess up again, but I had to bring that up. I hear you, man. Like I was saying, I was sick, too. Uh, it wasn't fun, but, yeah, you know, and speaking of Sid, who was our, our guest in you know, the last two episodes we did when we talked about Friday the 13th, Sid and I had dinner um, Saturday night when I was in Macon. And Sid will the, be uh, returning for the... Uh, was that... He will be returning for the uh, Star Wars from be- from worst to best. Yeah, he will be uh, back on for that with us. Uh, he and I talked about it a little bit over the weekend. Yes, he's coming. And, uh, we met up at a little local Buffalo Wing place down there for about an hour or so. Good stuff. But, uh, yeah, yeah, fortunately, he, he's busy with stuff and um, stuff that's got to do with his schooling and job. And as for myself, actually, I finished my school uh a few weeks ago, and uh, I should be re- receiving my, my degree here uh, in the mail here in the next week or two. Congratulations, Jay. Fresh out of school. And you start your new job in, in June? I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep our fingers crossed. Man. So, Jay, um, I'm going to start with uh, Masters of the Universe. Sure. I was so excited for this one until it came out, and I still like it, and I... Watch it here and there. The only thing that I didn't like was that they came to Earth. Look, I like Masters of the Universe mainly for nostalgic reasons, okay? I remember my dad took me to the movie theaters to see this, and I was pumped because, you know, I was a He-Man kid, man. Yeah. I, I, had the, I had the figures. I had Snake Mountain. I had uh, 
Castle Grayskull, Skeletor, He-Man, uh, Men-at-Arms, uh, even the villains, Beast-Man, Many Faces. Um, I had all those. <laughs> so did I. So I loved He-Man. And, um, you know, I remember seeing the movie and thinking, this is not like the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. I, I... This is a little bit different. Um, but I tell you what, though, as bad as the movie kind of is, it's really cheesy but it's a good kind of cheese. It's a good yeah, kind of cheese we can all take. Yeah, no, it's not a bad movie, uh, you know, for hardcore fans of sci-fi and whatnot. Like, like Frank Langella, he said on the documentary that he actually went all out to try to make this thing work and to make a Skeletor something memorable. And he did, to a certain extent. Yeah, Frank Langella is easily the best part about this movie, yeah. the Skeletor. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, um, and some behind-the-scenes stuff I've seen, Langella has, has said that it's always been one of his favorite characters, and that he, unlike a lot of people back in, back then, that Mr. Langella never had a problem working with the can the people at Canon, you know, Menahem Golan and Yuan Globus. Um, he said that he never had a problem with them, and you know, and I think the Canon group was expecting big things, but the timing was bad. For this movie. For this movie. Wow. The, the timing was really bad because it, it came out right towards uh, the end, the tail end of the figures. Jay, one thing about the Canon group, they were cocky as can be because they were touting this uh this thing to be the Star Wars of the <laughs> of the 80s. They actually believed that this was going to be like Star Wars. I mean, you got to be cocky and have a pair of uh, of great egos to believe that. Look, the Cannon Group, if they thought the sky was purple, they're going to talk to you to their blue in the face to try to convince you that the sky, <laughs> the sky was purple. You know what I mean? Like, that was their job. Their job was to make as many movies as they could on a weak budget, hoping that one of those movies would turn a huge profit. Yeah. Oh God, they went. They went away twenty eight years ago. Seems just like yesterday. Yeah, it? they became. Uh, they they folded in, in, into MGM. So I mean, they were still around, but yeah. I mean, and I can see why the Canon Group thought Masters of the Universe would be a big hit. I mean, unfortunately, the. Unfortunately, though, Hollywood, even to this day, still hasn't figured out Masters of the Universe. Nah, and they won't at this point in the, in the at this point in the the in the uh, in the race they they won't. But I mean, you know, they call them the the B movies of the '80s, and I have to say that you know the Canon Group has a special place in all of our our hearts, all of our action junkies from the '80s hearts, because you're talking about Death Wish, Death Wish Two, you know, Missing in Action, Delta Force. Speaking of Missing in Action, I watched Missing in Action 2 the beginning the other night. Man, that shit is awesome. That's the one where he comes back at the end and he uh, he takes on the general. Yeah, that's, the, that's actually probably one of the first prequels Yes, that that were, ever came out. I think Godfather Part 2 had some prequel stuff in it. But yes, like, yes, yes. Missing in Action 2 is a straight prequel. And yes. uh, mainly because... Uh, I don't know if you read this or not, but the, the guys at Canon Group, you know, they're all about making an easy buck. Mm -hmm. uh, actually filmed Missing in Action 2 first, but did not like it. So they went ahead and filmed the sequel as fast as they could and released the sequel first. Oh, God, I didn't know that. I had no and, idea. <laughs> dude, you're talking about, you know. You don't know whether to wind your ass or scratch your watch. I mean, what do you do? Uh, God. But, and the Masters of the Universe, man, perfect opportunity to do something major and big and legit. And yeah. it was just, it, it never happened. <laughs> it never happened. Even I me, mean, I, I think it's more love today than it was, you know, almost 40 years ago. You know, the sequel was called Master of the Universe Cyborg. It was never released. And, uh, Didn't they? I think what they did, they were planning a sequel to Masters. Yeah, they were planning. Yeah, but 
the Cannon Group were actually going through bankruptcy or about to be bankrupt. And so they took empty and used sets and costumes from a Masters of the Universe sequel and used that to make the Van Damme movie Cyborg. Oh, okay. Masters of the Universe. Okay. So I believe you because uh, that would look like some kind of... A Cyborg was pretty cheesy, but I still watch it. But yeah, the part two was supposed to have Trap Joe. It was supposed to have she and it was supposed to have pro surfer Lair Hamil- Hamilton as the uh, as the new Heman. He's an American uh, sa- surfer, volleyball player. He also does that sounds ball. about right. <laughs> <laughs> if it's coming from the Cannon Group, that sounds about right. Hey man, they probably offer Homeboy a bunch of money and and uh, well, like a bunch of money for them. You know, like probably gave him like fifth seventy grand and said, "Yeah, hey, I'm gonna make you a star, man. Come over here." And, well, in the Cannon Group, also for you know the Nuclear Man and Superman Four, the actor that played the Nuclear Man in Superman Four was an ex Chippendales dancer. So I mean, I mean they're digging somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow, that's crazy. But, hey, yeah. but let's not let's not pick on Chippendales because C.J. Graham was a Chippendale, and you know he's one of the baddest uh, Jasons out there. Yeah, he was the Jason in my favorite one, part yeah, six. Yeah, bro, let's not let's not pick, man. I'm not so, picking. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, I mean, unless you're Channing Tatum, man. I mean, <laughs> the, the, what other former kind of male dancer would have some sort of acting career? Yeah, no, this never happened. I think until him. So, so especially if you're going to play somebody called the Nuclear Man with Gene Hackman's voice in that Superman Ford, which is just terrible. It's awful. Yeah, that's the quest for peace. Yeah, shit, the quest for shit. <laughs> that's what you could always call it. That, yeah, that, that was that was the, the 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 nail in the coffin for this people. Oh yeah, well, Masters, you know, was also like Superman Four was supposed to kind of get them to the next level. And uh, what's so funny about Masters of the Universe is that it, um, <laughs> the effects aren't terrible. It's just the whole thing takes place on Earth. Yeah, that's what I didn't like about it. I wanted to go to Eternia and Castle Grayskull. Yeah, I mean, we only see Castle Grayskull, what, from the inside in the in the throne room? Yeah. Which hey, is probably where 80% of the movie takes place. Yeah. Hey, Jay, look here. This is what I found out about uh, the sequel. <laughs> it was going to have even... Man, there's people in the canon group, man. People in California got some good... <laughs> they got some good medicine. They call it medicine now, Jay. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do. He <laughs> was going to return to Earth... This guy's just a professional quarterback. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. Good times indeed. Man. Oh, my God. Is this, is this Master of the Universe or Flash Gordon? <laughs> I don't know. It was Master of the Universe Part 2, the, the sequel, was supposed to have him. Man. Yeah. He-Man, quarterback, New York Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Sativa or Indica? One or the two was responsible for that one. Boy. Hey, man, they say cocaine's a hell of a drug. I'm just saying. No, I don't think that was cocaine or they would have had it. Yeah. Uh, You know, I'm going to stick with the Sativa. Hey, Corny Cox was on this. Who's that? Corny Cox. Yes. Friends. Monica from Friends. Yeah, Julie Winston she was. And uh, let me see what other names we had in here. Christina Pickles was a sorceress. Meg Foster was Evil Lynn. Shelsa Field was Tila. John Sider. You was had, uh, I forgot his name, the ball headed dude. Who played <laughs> the cop in Masters. He was also the, the dickhead officer in Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who he was. Uh, God, dude, he was in a lot of stuff. He was uh, Principal Strickland in Back to the Future. Yeah. Uh, Meg Foster, you just mentioned, she was um, a very popular actress in the seventies and eighties. Oh, absolutely! You know, she's she's actually been in a, in a lot of TV stuff from yeah. back in the day. Stuff like uh, you know, probably st- I, mean, I, I don't know, I don't have her filmography pulled pull no, up. She was, I'm guessing she was probably in something like The Fall Guy. Yeah, she was on, <laughs> on Mannix. 
She was on the uh, Mob Squad. She was on Bonanza. She was on Bar Barnaby yeah, Jones. She was on Hawaii Five O, the original one, not whatever the hell that is that they put on television. She was on the Six Million Dollar Man, the Streets of San Francisco. She was on Beretta. Ooh. Okay. Wow, there's a blast from the past. <clears throat> yeah, she was on Miami Bye. She was on the Twilight Zone. She was in the Stepfather too. Yeah, she was on the Stepfather too. She yeah, was on, I remember that because I watched Stepfather Two not too terribly long ago, and it was terrible. She <laughs> she was on Hercules, and she was on Cena, Warrior Prince. And I think she's also been in a couple of Rob, Rob Zombie's movies too. I, I'm almost certain she was in Lords of Salem. I'm almost one hundred percent sure that she was on Lords of Salem. I okay. could be wrong. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Jay. You had you need you nailed the the nail in the head. She was on Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem is a fucked up movie, but it's good. It's good. It's good. I know. And she was also on Thirty One. You had it right, Jay. She was a, she was in a lot of the Rub Zombie movies. The reason I always remembered her is because of her eyes. She got a distinctive eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then uh, you mentioned another actress, Chelsea Field. She was in a bunch of stuff back in the day. Um, she was in the Last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis. I remember that. She was. She played his wife, the wife that was cheating on him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Chris. She goes, "I was lonely." He goes, "Well, then buy a dog." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Christina, oh, Christina, God. Christina Pickles, who played the sorcerer, she was very attractive in her day. Oh she's yeah, a, absolutely. She's eighty-seven now, which she was back then. She was a very beautiful woman. Um, she's still alive. Hmm. What do you think of Dolph Lundgren as He-Man? Well, he was red hot back then, you know, that coming from Rocky, and uh, you know, playing playing uh. Ivan Drago and all that stuff. I mean, it could have worked, bro. If they would have put him in the right place, you put him on Earth. You know, we never had He-Man on the cartoons. The cartoons were just basically tattooed to our skull. We used to run out of school, right, to check out the, the He-Man cartoons and whatnot. And we uh, never saw him on Earth. I don't recall seeing him on Earth. On Earth. Maybe he did. I don't know. Did he ever no. visit Earth on any <laughs> episodes? A portal or something like that? No. No, I don't remember anything like that. The only thing I remember was uh, supposed to, supposedly Dolph Lundgren didn't speak very good English at the time. No, because he was. And so uh, he's not people wrong. were wondering how they were going to pull it off. <laughs> um, supposedly, there was a rumor that I had read about too that you know Sly Stallone, who got Dolph as start as Drago in Rocky Four. Stallone was on the set of Masters visiting or talking to somebody, you know, and Dolph Lundgren was there getting ready to do a scene, and Stallone told the producers, you gave that guy alliance? Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's marble mouth, man. He can't speak very good English. Yeah, because he wasn't there yet, man. Yeah. Was, Which is probably why his lines, if you go back and watch it today uh, in Masters of the Universe, Dolph Lundgren's lines, they are very limited. Yeah. You know, Man in Arms, man, he's 90 years old. He's still alive, the guy who played Man in Arms, Joan Cyber, But boy, a lot of the actors in this movie are right up there. Frank Langella, he's in trouble now. They say he uh, made a pass at a female. Yeah, I read somebody, somebody was saying he's getting a little too handsy. He's 84 years old. Boy, the old devils. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't hit on a female in this country. I mean, if that's what he did, hit on her. I mean, if he put his hands on a female, I condemned it. Let me put it out there. If he made a pass with his hands at a female, I would be the first one to say that's inappropriate. But Absolutely. It, me too, man. Me too. But don't but tell me. When you're doing that kind of stuff, man, just ask, you know, there's been a countless number of yeah, people in Hollywood, for, you know, being yeah. called out on that stuff, and it's, yeah. and it's really hurt them. So you got to yeah. be careful. Yeah, I mean, if you put your hands or say something inappropriate, sexual or something like that, I condemn it. But don't tell me that you send flowers to a female, and that's bad. At least a female should at least pick up the phone and call you and say, "I'm not interested in you," instead of being silent about it. That's what I feel about it. But nevertheless, yeah. Frank Langella, he did a great. Great role as Skeletor. He's the only Skeletor that I'll ever know in movies because the next one's going to have to be mighty charming to top what Mr. Langella did. Don't you think? 
I agree, but here's the thing. I was saying the same thing about Jack Nicholson as Joker. Oh, yeah. And then Heath Ledger comes along. And then after him, Joaquin Phoenix comes along. I'm not even mentioning Jared Leto, that asshole. That was the most (laughs) terrible, 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 terrible on-screen version of Joker. I mean, Joker's never had a golden grill or tattoos on his face. Give me a break. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he did it. Tina or Indica, well, right there is an example of what happens when you do both. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, speaking of Batman, and nothing wrong with that, but Batman came out as bisexual in the DC Comics this week. That's the big story with Batman going on right now. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't kept up with the comics in so long. <laughs> I get, I get, when they when they started becoming four dollars an issue, I was done. Oh my god, those comics are going crazy, man! Oh my god. But, uh, you know, how about Pig Boy? Pig Boy was interesting to me. I always liked Pig Boy in this. Yeah, okay. Was, um, I liked uh, Blade. Oh, Blade was good. Yeah, Anthony DeLongis. I wish he had had more screen time. I thought he was a pretty cool bad guy. Pretty good adversary. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, of course, the Beast Man's in here. Bro, the Beast Man on this one, I wish they would have... Man, I wish they would have put some... Well, the Cannon Group, we already went over that. that they, uh, It was Tony Carroll who played the Beastman. Man, yeah, there's a lot that probably could have been done better. But, you know, there's, there's boys at Cannon trying to, you know, trying to make $100 out of 50 cents, you know? So... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but overall, Master Universe is really, I have it on Blu-ray, and um, it's it's a fun movie, in my opinion. I mean, I also had the VHS as a kid. I think it's on HBO Max. And wore it out. Wow. I think it's on HBO Max. Oh, well, then everybody, please go watch it. (laughs) I think. I'm not absolutely sure, but our next movie, I'm going to tell our listeners if they have Amazon Prime, where they can go and see it, and uh, but this one, I think it is on, on on HBO Max. I'm not sure. You know what's on HBO Max? On one day, Tales from the Abyss will be doing a big show on it. Sure, Dirty Harry. Oh man, that's down Dirty our alley, Daddy. Again, man, man, I was man. watching. I was watching Magnum Force on Sunday. Well, I was excited. I, I watched like, the original about I don't know two three months ago. Yeah, very hairy, bro. When they when that's, they that's that's just a, if you think of cop movies, Dirty Harry's got to be in your top two or three. Yeah, bro, Dirty Harry. I mean, I like them Lethal Weapons and and Die Hard, but Dirty Harry's an elite by himself, bro. There's no play. Yeah, I mean, there's no touching that. And plus, it's you know. I mean, none of them are really done on like this huge budget, so it's got some style to them. It's got a little bit of grittiness. The original, or well, the first couple do, you know. So, but yeah, dirty. You let me know, man. I'll be ready. To, I'm all. Uh, I'll go all day. All, about yeah, it. we're all about some dirty Harry over here. So, Jay, to, yes, to to shut it down with uh with uh with our friends over here, the Canon Group. At least our first half of the show with uh. Master of the Universe, I think I what I said was basically what you said. Everything was enjoyable about this movie. Oh man, except for the uh except for the trip to Earth. Yeah man. But I I guess if you're gonna cut costs, I guess you try to keep it close to home, I guess. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what did Courtney Cox make on this movie? Two dollars? <laughs> And which, by the way, she looks exactly the same. I mean, a little bit, a little bit younger, but she, I think it was about ten years or so later, eight years or so, when she started doing Friends, and she looked like Masters of the Universe. Matter of fact, when I first started watching Friends, I was like, "Hey, that's the chick from Masters of the Universe." That's what you said. Yeah, when I was a kid, yeah, because I've seen that movie a thousand times. Man. My so God. I I still like to go back and watch it every once in a while. But like you said, overall, Master Universe, cheesy, a good kind of cheese. No, it's a definitely um, a good movie. It's, it's entertaining and enjoyable. No, no doubt, no doubt. So from there, folks, we are going to move to Over the Top, 1987. Yes, American 
sports drama film is what this one was being called. Man, oh, man. God. I want to know who came up with the oh. idea to write a story that involved Sylvester Stallone in arm wrestling. <laughs> I want to know. Jay. I really want to know. Jay, in the history of uh, uh, American cinema, can we say that the Sylvester Stallone is the greatest underdog of them all? Or is it yeah, too he early? He has to be. He has to be, right? Yeah, he's got to be. Rocky, over the top. I, mean, I think he's got a few other in there. And I don't want to say about uh, First Blood. First Blood should be a classic. It is a classic, but... Oh, First Blood is one of my favorite top two or three movies from the 1980s. Yeah, it's, it's, you can't touch that. That's, that's just, yeah. that's not an underdog. That's just a reality of how the people that fight for this country get treated when they come back. But you got to think, too, though, when Over the Top came out, I mean, this was when Stallone was the man. Absolutely. Like, he was, there's, you know, Clint Eastwood, Burt Reynolds, God, and then you had Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody would even, like now people can take shots at this movie like, you know, the same assholes that would always take shots at movies like this. But for the most part, when this thing came out, man, even though it was about arm wrestling, this thing was good. Yeah, dude, another one I own on Blu-ray, man. It's it's something that every once in a while, if I want to be entertained for an hour and a half, uh, you know, I'll throw it in or have it on in the background or something. But I'll be honest. is... Another one of those movies that I remember seeing with my dad in the movie theater. Um, then again, we saw every Stallone movie in the movie theater. Back, yeah, back then. then that was that was must see uh, must see that was a had to be a trip to the movies when he was there. Chuck Norris was there. Bandam, Bronson. Yeah, I mean that was that was definitely uh, the people that you would definitely say, "Yeah, here, take my money." Well, I mean. What, Over the Top came out, what, a year after Cobra was released? Yes. And uh, well, speaking of Cobra, we've already done an episode on Cobra, so please look back in our catalog <laughs> if you want to know about Cobra. Well, if they want me, I'll do another one because that's one of my favorite subjects, Cobra. <laughs> but, uh, I love that you know, movie. Sloan was still on top. He was still the man. I mean, he, he, he was still considered him and Schwarzenegger were like the huge, you know, action guys at the time. And, uh, over the top didn't give you wall to wall action like Rambo Two or Cobra. It gave you a little bit of drama, and a family story, a little bit. Now, I will say this: the one thing I did not like about Over the Top was that whiny little brat of a kid. <laughs> well, he changed. He changed. It changed very quick. That shows how good of a of a parent Sylvester Stallone. I mean, Hawk was in this because he just he changed the boy real quick. And well, then, yes, he only had an hour and a half because Canada can't afford any more than that. <laughs> and then uh, you must like this 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 actor in this movie, Robert Loggia. I don't know if yes. I pronounced his name correctly. He played Jason Cutler, and he was a businessman and the and the the grandfather of the kid who offered uh, Sylvester Stallone an arm and a leg to walk away from the child and go away. And. Uh, He was also in The Sopranos. He was the old man that they set up. Uh, they set him up with the televisions and his parole officer got him. He was also Frank and Scarface. And Scarface did. Elvira, you want Elvira? You can have her. Yeah. I, have, <laughs> I love that movie, man. Then I'm not going to kill you, Frank. Money. <laughs> Manny shot him. And then the other oh, cop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Manny, shoot that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what a hase is, Frank? That's <laughs> a bitch that don't play straight. Oh, no. oh, oh, he told the other cub, he said, maybe you can buy yourself a ticket from the resurrection. And he put one in his belly. Boy, that's got to hurt in the stomach. Oh, yeah. Oh, Robert Loggia was also uh, the general in, in, in the Independence Day. Yeah. He's had a good career. Is he still around or he's dead? I think he died. I think he passed away. He did yeah, have yeah, a he, small role in the Independence Day sequel, which, if you haven't seen, don't bother. No, just, just don't bother. <laughs> yeah, the Independence. But he had a quick little cameo in that movie. I do. I remember seeing him in that. Yeah, Robert Law. He, yeah, yeah. Staten Island, New York, born, died in Los Angeles, California, 2015. But yeah, legendary, bro, legendary. Because I mean, Scarface. 
There's some Scarface, uh, Pranos. I mean, he's some memorable shit. He's some stuff that's going to live forever. Well, how about this? Now, and over the top, okay, our, you know, antagonist is an evil millionaire grandfather. Yes. But our other antagonist is this big, beefed up, ball headed, ball breaker looking of a dude named Bull Hurley. Who says, and I quote, wants to tear off the arm of Lincoln Hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, and they do the uh, ESPN style of interviews before the, uh, before the, uh, the, the, the match. And he's like, I just want to hurt him, man. I just want him out. out. Oh, dude. Talking about those interviews, to this day, I, I normally wear a ball cap. But to this day, if I turn it backwards for whatever reason, that's the first, it's like a switch. <laughs> that's the first thing I think of that. Yeah, this bastard was around uh, Rick Zumwalt, American football. Mm-hmm. He was a football player. Oh, he passed away 2003. Oh, uh, uh, he was actually a uh, uh, a professional arm wrestler and an actor. Oh, my goodness. Oh, sweet. So he was the real deal. Yeah, he was the real deal. He uh, he was also one of the Penguin's hench- henchmen in Batman Returns. Huh. I, I'm assuming that would be at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. He appeared in episodes of a Night Court. He fought uh, Sean Connery in a bar in the Presidio. Okay. Good deal. Yeah. I tell you, he was a pretty imposing figure, not going to lie. And then, of course, you had the arm wrestlers, the arm wrestlers <laughs> that did shit to sight themselves up. Like, you know, one guy drinks a quarter motor oil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and his name is John Grizzly. Young Grizzly. Yeah. You know, we're, yeah. we're starting to sound like, you know, boxing villain, villains here. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw him once in uh, somewhere in Lex. No, where was I? In Knoxville, Tennessee. I think I saw him riding a motorcycle while I was getting some uh, some barbecue and headed to the stage to see uh, Shooter Jennings perform with his daddy's band with, with the great uh, Waylon Jennings band that night. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. it was one hell of an evening. But I think I saw I saw that <laughs> I saw that man running around there. Or at least I saw a monster in overalls with a nice uh, crazy Harley, and it looked just like him. So <laughs> <laughs> he's got a twin. Yeah, he must have a twin. And then you know who else is on this? Terry Who's that? Terry Funk is rocker. Oh, that's that's right. He was. Uh... The grandfather's bodyguard or something. Yeah, he said, hey, Mr. Cutler ain't done talking to you, boy. And then Sylvester Stallone. All right, dude, yeah, piss Stallone and see how far you go. Well, Stallone (laughs) put him right through a glass wall, bro, to a glass uh, door. I mean, there's just certain shit you don't do in the movie world, and pissing off Sylvester Stallone is one of them. Man, that shit was cool. That was very cool. That was one of my favorite parts when he put uh, put the great... Terry Funk drew a Terry Funk used to be a badass, bro. And he was Terry the, Funk was in uh the movie Roadhouse too. Yeah, he was on Roadhouse. He got his ass yeah. whooping that one too. Oh yeah, Patrick Swayze took care of him quick. <laughs> yeah, that was a hell of a movie. We're gonna do that one day. Oh yeah. Yeah, eighties uh, uh, action classic. Yeah. I mean I ever since you started with this action classic, man, I'm telling you, you gave the show a whole nother dimension because before it was all horror, horror, and I love me some horror. But boy, once you—I don't remember which one it was that you kickstarted this thing, and it was a hit. I think it was the Van Damme, the sudden death and hard target. <laughs> I think so, man. Those were hits. That was good. That was real good. And then, then we did Cobra, <laughs> and then uh, we've done a few other since. We, uh, I think, we had a lot of uh, listens on our John Woo episode when we talked about Broken Arrow and Face Off. Yeah, that was that was a big one. That was a real big yeah. one. Yeah, and definitely the Derry Harry one is going to be huge. Absolutely. But check this out. And over the top, to me, the best thing is the soundtrack. Oh, Jay, I was hoping you would bring that on because Meet Me Halfway, Kenny Loggins. Gypsy well, maybe Soul. not that song, but okay, well. <laughs> there's some other good songs on the soundtrack. Mine Over Matter, Larry Green, I Will Be Strong, Eddie Money, Winner Eddie Takes... Takes It All, Sammy Hager, In This Country, Robin Sander, man, International Virtual. Sammy Hagar. Yeah. You cannot go wrong with Sammy, especially his rendition of Winter Takes It All, which is, 
actually played, you know, towards the end of the movie, they're doing a little arm wrestling montage. Because you know every Stallone movie's got to have a montage, right? It's got to have a montage. It's, it's impossible that he does a movie without it. And it looks like a nineteen, a mid-1980s MTV music video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, his brother That's was exactly also... what it looks like. Jay, his brother was on the soundtrack. Frank Stallone, he did Bad Night. If it wasn't for his brother, Frank Stallone would never have had a career. Oh, that's that's absolutely true. I mean, that's an understatement. Yeah. I mean, I I'm not knocking the guy's talent, but think about it. Frank Stallone was one of the sidewalk singers in Rocky One and Two. Frank Stallone did the song "Far From Over" for the movie "Staying Alive," which Stallone directed. Yes. Um, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Frank Stallone also did a song in one of the Rambo movies too. I think. Yeah, he used to show up with his mama back in the day in the early uh, Howard Stern uh, shows. Oh, Lord. Yeah, they, they usually used to show up and talk about, about their brother. And Is there, did, did you see that uh, from the canon group, Menahem Golan, he directed Over the Top. He sure did. He also directed the Delta Force. Yeah, and that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, Delta Force is cool. I like I mean, hey, I know the guy was kind of older at the time, but watching Lee Marvin's kind of fun. No, Lee Marvin was a badass. I mean, it was impossible to look at him and be like, he's a pushover. No, that that dude, he had mojo. Are you kidding me, dude? He could stare through a brick wall yeah, without bro, any the, problem. <clears throat> the Dirty Dawson and then Delta Force, please. Yeah. Yeah. This but is- uh, I bring that up because, you know, one of the founder or one of the guys running the Canon Group, Mr. Menahem Golan, is helping direct his own shit. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, from what I've read, also Sloan was paid something like twelve million dollars to do over the top. He sure did. And but the budget was only like twenty something, so more than half the budget went to his salary. <laughs> yeah. No, this movie was a flop, at least as financial. Maybe now that we're all buying the the special edition Blu-ray and all that shit, but for the did, most did part, you know that there was an action figure line for this movie? No, I, I never, never came across anything like that. But I, I've I seen remember, the, the I remembered it vividly as a kid, and so earlier today, you know, when we had decided on what we were doing the show on. I looked up some stuff on YouTube and found out that there was actually, indeed, an over-the-top action figure line. It came with two figures and a little arm arm wrestling table. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. I remember something as a kid that I actually found it on YouTube. I was like, oh, my God. But I'll I'll be honest with you. (laughs) If you had them sealed right now, they'd be worth a fortune because they'd be rare. well, there was a an action figure line for a Masters of the Universe movie we just talked about. Yeah, there was, there was, and it was a flop. The, the for some reason it didn't yeah. didn't resonate with everybody like the old ones. Right. Oh no. Well, like I said back then, by the time Masters came out, it was canon and the whole He Man He Man line. They were all done for. You know, for this movie, also another interesting uh, tidbit about this movie is that the <laughs> at the time the the Ras- the Golden Raspberry Awards uh, nominated Stallone for Worst Actor, but he lost to Bill Cosby for Leonard Part Six, <laughs> and rightfully so. Uh, yeah. I remember seeing bits and pieces of Leonard Part Six when I was way younger. I put it this way, <clears throat> I still never go back and watch it. I never will. <laughs> oh God, this is yeah. crazy. What the- Raspberries, man, they didn't they did not like Stallone at all. No, they always nominated him for for uh for worst movie. Yeah, they never gave him any respect. They always talk shit about him. They absolutely but, always talk bad about him. Well, you got to think too, like you know, we were talking about earlier how how big of a superstar Stallone had become by the time Over the Top came out. And now Cobra wasn't a massive hit, but it was still profitable. It was still a hit. It just wasn't as big as hit as, uh, you know, Rambo or Rocky or something. Oh, absolutely um, not. And then Over the Top comes out and it flops. And then 
After this movie, I believe Stallone did Rambo 3. And that movie was not only made half of what the second one made. So this was kind of the start of Stallone's little decline until he was able to kind of resurrect his career in the early 90s. Yeah, this one this one was the beginning. Yeah. I mean, he did Tango and Cash, you know, in that time frame. and But, I mean, I love me some Kurt Russell. Yeah, no, well. Tango and Cash. And I think I'm, it's an entertaining movie, but it's really not very good. I, I honestly think Over the Top is a better movie than Tango and Cash. They were the writers that, uh, the writers for uh, Tango and Cash didn't put much thought into it because they had two super huge stars and they were banking on everybody and their mama dragging even the dog in the house to the movie theater to go watch it. So they put oh, yeah. much into it. But this one, I like the poster in this one. Sylvester Stallone with his fizz out there, oh, with a bandaid in it, and then he's got the the. A do- he doesn't even have a, a hawk in the back. That looks like a that looks like a dove or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's out hunting. My God! But oh, that is a, there's also another poster that I saw too, but it's not really a painting. It's a definitely something that was kind of photographed or whatever they. I know it wasn't called Photoshop back then, whatever it was called, but um, you know, it's a picture of Stallone and and Bull Hurley and kind of coming face to face it's pretty cool looking i mean over the top i mean i remember liking it as a kid except for the the you know like i said before the little brat uh michael in the movie Um, and he knew all the calories like he knew his daddy could get heart disease and cancer from eating that uh what was it the fried the fried chicken steak Oh, man, I would have been sitting there eating a piece of salmon bacon, smoking a cigarette, non-filters, and see what the way you had to say <laughs> Kid said, no, you give me a tuna fish on wheat. It's what he wanted, and that's what he got. And his daddy said, yeah, I'll take the same. Yeah. Oh, man, that little kid. Um, one of the most annoying kids in movie history. Mm-mm-mm. But fortunately for us, he kind of comes around in the end, and it's not as bad as he is like the first 20 minutes. No, so. he actually, I mean, he actually hopped on a plane without paying a ticket. That boy was breaking all kinds of... Uh, Driving? He's yeah. like, what, 13? Yeah, he was breaking all kinds of federal laws all over the land. Running around. I mean, it was just... Okay, he was driving, still his grandfather's plane, no biggie. Walks into it like a 21 and over casino, like it's nothing. My God, terrible little boy. No, when you first meet the kid, I mean, he just like, damn, somebody smacked that little shit. No kidding, man. Put that son of a bitch across the room. Yeah, but you know what it was? His granddaddy. His granddaddy was taking away all the letters that his daddy sent him. He was the one that was destroying them. Because his mom oh, I know. Sick. You see, this is where the evil grandfather comes in, right? Yeah. So, not only, uh, and I mentioned before, we had Bull Hurley, the arm wrestler, undefeated in like eight years or something. And then you have the evil grandfather who wants to keep his grandson away from his father, and blah, blah, blah. And I get it. In a way, I get it. But at the same time, the movie never even describes or mentions what Lincoln Hawk did or why he left his family to begin with. No, I thought it was something that he broke the law or he was carrying the wrong thing, but he wasn't, it was drugs, but he wasn't responsible. They set him up or something like that. That's what I'm saying. They didn't really mention it. They didn't go no. into, I mean, the, the main part of the story really is, is that he left his family, he made a mistake, and now he's back and he's trying to reconnect. And plus, unfortunately, the boy's mom and his ex-wife is passing away of cancer in the movie. So, oh, Jay, the, uh, the let me go back to this. The uh, the the poster that I was talking about was the international theatrical release poster by Renato by Renato Cesaro. I found the one that it was the original one, the American one. And Good it deal. Had, it had Bull Hurley. <laughs> yeah, still, takes up the most of the poster. Yeah. Of course he would. And then, <laughs> and then in the bottom, Stallone looked like he's running with the little kid, and the little kid is nagging him about something. <laughs> I like how Stallone was trying to make the kid look tough and rips his sleeves off his military jacket. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, kid. No, he like a man. He was teaching, a man. <laughs> he got him. He got him to lose the arm wrestling uh, match to teach him a lesson. 
Oh yeah, against that little punt mullet kid. Yeah. Um, at the diner or whatever they're eating at, they arm wrestled on a on a uh, God, what's that rollerball. That's a, I can't even think of it. And then they went and and after the victory, pinball table. There yeah. it is. <laughs> Which I don't see yeah. how in the world Bull Hurley did not get disqualified. He busted the man's lip. I, hey, I know. But yet they're going to disqualify Mike Tyson for biting Holyfield's ear? Give me a break. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike took one hell of a chunk of that man's ear. Oh, no, he really, he, he really took a chunk out of his ear. Like, there wasn't no bullshit. Like, a piece of ear was on the canvas. Yeah, but you know what? Evander Holyfield was a legitimately, uh, 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 I know Mike Tyson says that Evander headbutted him and whatnot, but Evander Holyfield was a, a very tough man. I mean, tough as nails. Oh, yeah. He, uh, I always followed him because he's from Atlanta. He's from yeah. Atlanta, yeah, yeah. He was a very and religious his son, man. His son played running back for the University of Georgia. He did, yeah, yeah. And uh, but I don't think his son was ever drafted, though. But anyway, but yeah, Holyfield was a tough dude. But it, meantime, Stallone's, you know, getting headbutted right in the nose, and there's no call. All they did was strap them together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they probably said, "Bull, knock it off, Bull." They're probably scared that he he goes after yeah. them next. It's about as illegal as Daniel LaRusso's kick to Johnny's face. Oh, September nine. Yep, season five. Yeah, we don't have to wait till uh, January. We don't have to wait till December. We just got to wait a few more months. I know, man. I'm waiting to see what old Terry Silver's up to. Man, I love that character, by the way. Yeah, we're going to find out a lot of things that are going to take place. This thing is such a hit. And Netflix is doing so poorly right now that they say, hey, let's bring that thing in. The sooner the better. Well, Netflix has got a lot of things wrong with them right now. Yeah, uh, they said, let's see if we can save the year, solve the problems that we're having. You know who else was on this? Who's that? NWO member Scott Norton. And you know that if you're NWO, you're NWO <laughs> for life. Scotty Norton, yeah. I remember him. Yeah, he also made an appearance as Alan I mean, Fisher. Was, overall, look, if you think about the decade that was of the 1980s, I mean, over the top fits in that perfectly. You know, you've got the cheesy rock music in the background. <laughs> you have 80s mainstay actors found throughout the whole movie. Um, you had a solid attempt to kind of humanize Sylvester Stallone a little bit, uh, which, you know, it wasn't long after this, Stallone decided to go do comedy, which, I mean, Watching him doing comedy roles, it'll make you laugh, but because of how bad it is. <laughs> but, uh, but over the top fits in there, man. If you ask me, it, it's one of those '80s kind of guilty pleasures. If it's on and I'm not watching anything else, I'll stop for a minute and watch it. Yeah, absolutely. And I watched it today. You know, I, and like Master of the Universe, I'm very nostalgic with it. It's one of those movies I saw in the theater with my dad. So, Yeah. We're waiting for the Expendables right now. Expendables 4 with Megan Fox. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, you know, they say Stallone's in it, but word on the street is that Stallone's role is not very big. Oh, so maybe he dies on this one and they're passing the torch. I think he passes away because, you know, Stallone right now is filming a new series. What is, is he filming? Uh, some mob series. I forget what it's called. But I was reading about it last week. About a monster? And it, uh, no, a mob. Like oh. a mob show. Oh, like a mob show. No, Like a crime show, yeah. And then I also saw he's got a movie that was filmed, you know, right around the time COVID happened. But uh, it's supposed to come out in August called The Samaritan. It's like a superhero movie. Huh. Wow. So Mr. Stallone's not going anywhere, man. Plus, I also saw that on Netflix, you know, they give their, you know, top 10 movies and shows and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, Rainbow Last Blood was like top 10 for like three or four weeks. The, I don't one? know why that one, because Rainbow Last Blood was terrible. The one that nobody likes, that he fights a cartel? 
Yeah, it's the most mean spirited movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. I mean, he, here's this 70 something year old man telling this 20 year old girl, if you don't tell me what I want, I'm going to hurt you real bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then the little girl tries to find her father, and her father straight up tells her, I left you and your mother because I couldn't stand the sight of you. Yeah, he was a douche. Man, dude, what a dude, douchebag USA. Yeah, he was he was terrible. He was shit. But anyway, but Stallone, hey, we got some more Stallone coming, and, and I'm game, man. I'm always game. Yeah, we ain't going nowhere. I mean, we still haven't done a cup land. That's another good one. Yeah, daylight. Yeah, Remember daylight? Yeah, yeah. No, Sylvester's a, an icon. I mean, I think the only mistake he ever made was marrying Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, because she was a nut. That woman was a nut job. I don't know what the hell Stallone no. was thinking. I'm talking about a complete nut bar. He probably, because he's a nice guy, and he probably thought that she was European, and that's the way that she was supposed to act. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> I can tell you exactly why he married her, and I'm not going to say it out loud. <laughs> Back then, yeah, because then by the time she got to Flavor Flav, man, Flavor Flav got the short end of the deal. Uh, he's a short man anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, my God. So Jay, uh, okay. let's let's uh man, it's been almost an hour, Jay. We uh All right. we kicked some ass tonight. We haven't been around in so long, boy. I saw it been a while, boy. I miss doing my my little opening scream. Yeah, man. Oh god, it's funny how life works out. Huh? Everybody's working, people getting sick, and things happen. But uh, oh yeah, it's always fun coming back and you know doing one of these. I mean. I've, been enjoying it since day one. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get Henson in here for our Star Wars. Oh yeah, he said he should be ready to roll here in the next week or two. He's he's finishing up some school stuff himself, so he's a uh, he's quite the busy man right now. Yeah, next week we're gonna hit him with some. Uh, well, let's see what we hit him with next week. But uh, as for now, folks, somewhere between good and evil, <laughs> somewhere between. <laughs> Somewhere between high prices for goods. Oh, man. <laughs> Somewhere between a lack of baby formula. You can find us bringing you the tales from the abyss. Until the next time, stay safe out there, America. Only if you can. <laughs>